I'm John. Hi, I'm Lubna, and this is In Orbit. We are so glad you're joining us, tuning in to the In Orbit podcast. How are you, Lubna? I'm very well, thank you, John. How are you, and where are you orbiting these days? <laughs> my my orbit has taken me back to Atlanta. I had a nice brief visit uh, with family up in Tennessee last week. I can't believe that was only a week ago, two weeks ago, I guess now, and. Um, and met my new nephew, so that was yes. fun. Yeah, it was nice. It was a whirlwind trip, but I'm I'm happy to be back. How are you feeling post COVID? I feel okay. I feel a little tired at times. Uh, you know, that's sure. one of the the benefits COVID gives you, the fatigue benefit. Yeah. So, so that is there. But otherwise, I'm doing fine. I'll be flying back to Delhi this weekend. So back on track. Excellent. And we are now one month away from one month for me you're going to be flying into london a little early yes. for our uh, our global marketing and communications team summit so we're looking forward to that counting down the days to meeting each other in person so that's going to be excellent um but lubna tell us what we're here to talk about today yes john so today we are going to talk about energy transition and f- excellent yes something this is one of my favorite topics that we talk about awesome awesome and you know what we had the privilege of getting the senior director of energy transition to come on board and chat with us so it was a super fun chat i think you've had the privilege um, of listening to some of it but um hendrik is quite an interesting person he's actually based out of denmark at the moment and he touches upon everything from how we are to achieve our net zero emissions target by 2050 to what kind of partnerships kbr is forging i'm not going to say too much <laughs> all right i can't <laughs> wait to listen let's get down to it We have a super special episode of In Orbit with you this week where we have Hendrik Larsen who is the senior director of energy transition at Sustainable Technology Solutions. A very warm welcome to you Hendrik. Thank you very much. And we are super super excited to have you on this podcast. So I I'll begin by introducing Hendrik to our listeners. I'm sure a lot of you already know about him but what the heck I'm super excited. Hendrik is working with continued development of the KBR technology portfolio for sustainable solutions. Prior to joining KBR, he held several leadership roles in technology management and development and has more than 20 years of experience in the oil and gas industry. In terms of education, Hendrik has an MSc in chemical engineering from Technical University of Denmark and he is a passionate person about technology and the crucial role that technology in the sustainability challenge in the world is facing. So Henry given the target for achieving net zero emissions by 2050 as part of the Paris agreement, uh energy transition is at the core of KBR's business strategy and vision. So could you tell us a little more about the kind of innovation that's happened or is in progress in KBR's sustainable technology solutions? Yes, I will do my best, uh, Lubna. Thanks for the question. Well, uh, let 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 me start off by saying that I first of all I think that we in KPR we have actually a, an excellent baseline here for for contributing to the overall net zero goals. Um, you know, we have uh, a motto called "We Deliver," and and actually we are upgrading that to mm-hmm. "We Deliver Net Zero 
actually that's that's kind of what we we are seeing seeing and we want to start saying because that that's actually what we believe we can do and will do uh, to a large extent so um and, and and why do i why do i actually mean that we are well positioned well uh going forward and to achieve net zero you you probably want to electrify to the large extent you can uh, electrify electrify what can be electrified out there with renewable energy Mm -hmm. so not emitting any co2 basically but there's still quite a big part of energy usage fuel that that cannot be electrified and that's probably going to be 10 to 10 to 15 percent of the world's need right and to cover that very big part hydrogen as a molecule is going to be the key to success and this brings me back to 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 the baseline where we are already today uh, the the leading supplier of technology for the ammonia space right. and and other uh, spaces but hydrogen plays already a, a vital role in in what we're delivering delivering in the portfolio today so that's kind of a, the setting the scene for our position f- from the onset and then of course we have to to uh, develop these technologies and add new technologies to, to expand the portfolio and, and, and be able to, to uh, contribute much more to, to these 10-15% of, of hydrogen that is badly needed to, to achieve uh, net zero. Right. So you can say, what, what do we do today? We, we, we have the, the classic ammonia technology. Today we offer that with carbon sequestration, the carbon capture called blue ammonia in, in, in popular sense, that we, we supply using all the learnings we have had for the past 60, 70 years in, in this space. We are very active in green ammonia, which is uh, green ammonia produced via electrolysis. It's ammonia produced via electrolysis and the energy for the electrolysis is supplied via renewable power coming from solar and wind, for instance. Those spaces are going to grow tremendously over the coming years. Yeah, and, and you can say adding to, 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 to those two growth areas, we, you can talk about the whole value chain because that, that's, that's fine that you produce uh, hydrogen or you produce ammonia, but you want to make sure that you get the ammonia or the hydrogen to all over the world because at the end of the day, this is a, gro- a global problem. You, you can't solve uh, the, the, the net zero goal by doing things right in the Gulf of, uh, of, 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 uh, of US, for Gulf Coast, or you do it in Australia where you have am- uh, significant amounts of, of solar and, and wind available. You have to make sure that the, the green molecules are available all over the world. And that, that brings me back to the, the end of the value chain where we as KPR have developed and commercialized the ammonia cracking technology, which right. will allow this to happen. Yeah, you know, hydrogen, as I said, is, is the, the key molecule uh, to, to solve the, the 10, 15% of, of the energy pool that, that you have to do via, via, via liquids or, or non-electrified uh, solutions. But hydrogen is inherently a very difficult molecule to, to transport over long distances. So that is why coming back to, the, to ammonia as a molecule, if you use ammonia as a carrier of hydrogen, it, it is uh, significantly easier and cheaper to transport ammonia around on the globe using existing 
uh, infrastructure that, of course, has to be expanded because we might see a growth in this market of uh, with a factor of five compared to where we are today. And then at the source where you need the hydrogen, you convert it back to hydrogen from ammonia via the ammonia cracking process that we have developed. And and uh, uh, Henrik, I'm, I'm curious to know as well, what are the kind of partnerships that KBI is trying to forge to actually give early mover advantage to its customers who are aligned with KBR in their, in their quest for achieving energy transition in their processes and in the industries? So what would you comment on that? Yes, I, I think it's very... Uh, easy to, to say this is a massive task it's, it's a global challenge and, and nobody can can do it by themselves that that would be naive to think so partnerships alliances they are essential for for success here and and I, I would I would say across the board we we, we look at anything from alliances to help us in whatever we're doing today we look at the the new new stuff that that will help us uh, tomorrow or maybe five years from now, we, we engage in, 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 let's say, startups and, and try with the expertise we have in KPR to take that uh, to commercialization. That, that is one of the key strengths we, we have in, in, in KPR. So it, it is really uh, across the board with, with the, looking at the whole portfolio of, of sustainable technology, technology solutions that we are scouting for new stuff. We are teaming up with existing friends or getting even closer together to, to lift this task jointly. So being in electrolysis, we don't have the electrolysis technology in KBR, but we are teaming up with uh, uh, handfuls of our partners out there to make sure we, we, we have the, uh, the supplies we need. Right. We look at how to integrate, how to synergize. And, and we do that with with with, uh, with electrolysis. We do that in ammonia cracking. Ammonia cracking is depending on on catalyst. We take all the experience we have with dealing with catalyst, and we bring that into that space and work with our partners to to help us and synergize again to make sure that final technology that we offer from KPR is the best that you can get. Absolutely, and sounds like you know we have a lot of exciting times ahead. Definitely. And in my next. Yeah. And in my next question, uh, you know, I want to highlight, you know, the kind of role that you are playing as Senior Director of Energy Transition at KBR and shaping uh, the evolving vision that KBR has for energy transition in the future. So please walk us through that, uh, Hendrik. Yes, well, it's probably not, there's not one single answer to that, but but I think trying to to, to uh, put it on a high level here, it's it's really about positioning of KBR uh, and, and what we need to do the next 20 to 25 years, because then suddenly we are at 2050 where net zero is, is the target. So how do, how do we as KBR, being a, a long-term player in, the, in some of the tradi tra traditional fields of technologies, in refining, in petrochemicals, in, in fertilizer, how do we tweak all that and position ourselves with all the competences and co qualities we have right. in, the, in this new space, this whole energy transition, which will be our bread and butter in, in the next 20, 25 years and onwards, of course. Right. So, so it's a lot about positioning to make sure that we, let's say, develop in the right direction, bet on the right horses and, and, and these things 
with the partners and alliances as we just discussed. So it's, yeah, the ammonia field, the fertilizer field, how it's turning into a fuel space. Right. How do we look at the, 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 the bio, the bio side of things, anything we can do there to, to combine that and, and turn it into, uh, uh, put it into our portfolio. We have done it already with, with plastics recycling. That's it, right. It's also going to play a major role going for, forward. How do we work with fuels in general? How, how do we get all the planes to fuel on, uh, to, to fly on renewable fuels? How can we help in, in that, uh, task? All, all these, ta- all these, uh, tasks are out there it's happening right now and we need to find our position there you've been very humble about it Henrik but we know that how much you are putting out there in terms of all the efforts you're putting in uh, you know for energy transition and you know that that's commendable absolutely but uh, moving forward uh, would you like to shed some light also on the value chain of the future green fuels and how do you see them impacting various industries and businesses? Yes, I, I can certainly try. Uh, I, I already uh, elaborate a bit on, on the value chain of, of hydrogen, which is uh, obviously going to, to play a major role here. And, and the starting point is it's a global problem. We can't solve it in, in US or in Europe. It has to be solved globally. So all the way from the, the source of renewable power and to delivering the clean molecule at, to the end user, basically. That, that's, you know, the value chain we're looking at. And it, it's, 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 it's a big one. And, and we have today, in, in some of the spaces, we have definitely lots of the, the, the pieces for, to this puzzle. Um, if you look at the, the bio route, the, the other fuels that you could imagine, because not one solution will, will, will not uh, solve all problems in, in this space. So, so uh, definitely still a, a lot of work to do uh, in, in the various value chains that, that will take us to, to net zero. And I do think to, to maybe take it to high level, I, I think the, the value for a company like the KBR is definitely to have the value chain in, in our hands. Right. Maybe not entirely from A to C, but you know, having the control and, and the contributions in, in the proper steps along the value chain. That, that, that would really position us in, in, in a, uniquely going forward. Right. Transforming from the, the, the good old KPR that was that with, with great successes in refining chemicals and, 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 and fertilizer and, and tweaking that into the, the new energy transition space. I think, I think that's key to success, that, that you, 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 you handle that value chain. Right. I think you've summed it up very, very nicely for all of us, you know, who are always curious about what's happening with energy transition and all our listeners and all the clients and customers and aspirants who are keen to know what exactly we are doing. So, yeah, that that's very, very well put. But I'll, I'll move back a little in time and uh, want to ask you that, you know, during the pandemic, KBR and as other companies as well, we were forced to look inward and think about how uh, we do our businesses. So in terms of energy transition, what are some of the things like practices or processes that have been adopted by KBR? Yeah, I think um, p- pandemic in many ways was, was kind of a wake-up call, not only for us as, as, as persons, but also for, for companies and, and definitely for companies like like KBR right and and, and re- reflecting on it then I think also you, you saw some 
interesting things if if you look at the again the the whole uh, decarbonization and and what impact it it suddenly had on on the planet that we instead of going to work we stayed at home yes we we stopped flying and uh, at least k- k- it was kept to a, to a minimum you you saw co2 dropping uh, 5 6% you saw uh, in Venice, in Italy, you saw dolphins coming back into the channels of, yeah. of Venice because yeah. the humans were not there anymore. So you, you saw some of these, uh, let's say, natural phenomenons happening because of the pandemic. And, right. I, I, and I think to, uh, it, it gave us some time to, to reflect on, on these things. And, and I think it was the, 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 the onset for many companies to, to kickstart the, the energy transition, which I think we all knew even before the pandemic was needed definitely but it, it it's it gave us this um this kind of a vacuum and, and and time to reflect and then get it really started and and that's what you i think that's also really where where the kpr journey started uh, a couple of years back and and you you see that across the board with with some of our our peers out there it really took off right it, it gave us this moment to to reflect and you you could actually see that ah it is actually possible not not saying that we shouldn't travel anymore, but but it it really uh, it, I think it was kind of an aha moment for 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 for, for companies and, and and people. Yes. Um, and and it, it it I think it gave us a platform to to do things differently, uh, and and uh, dream bigger dreams and and just do things smarter uh, and leaner actually. So yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And of course, that links well with the energy transition as well. Yes, yeah, I, I think it, indeed it does. And and um, of course, for, for KPR, I think we we uh, we in practice, you know, we we do now we we work a bit more from home. We have we've learned that we we can do things, um, yeah, smarter online, like like we are doing uh, this uh, this this podcast here today, and and. And and uh, similar interactions are, are done online uh, whenever uh, possible, not forgetting the human interaction, of course. But but I think it was really the onset for 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 the the kickstart for for this whole transition. That's a very interesting perspective, Henrik. I mean, I honestly never thought about it like that, and that's really like it's it's really insightful, I think. And which also brings me to the final question of the podcast. Even though I would wish to hear a lot more from you. But, um, but here we are. So what would your advice be to young aspiring professionals who are inspired to take on the role that you are actually playing in your career right now? Well, uh, if they already aspire to do it, they, they should just do it, definitely. This is where we all will work in the next 25, 30 years. And of course, <laughs> onwards, that's probably after my retirement. But somebody would have to 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 take over definitely. We have to deliver in 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 this uh, on this challenge. There's no there's no way around it. And to a large extent, you can say it's a human obligation. If if you have the skills, whether you're an engineer, technician, or or just damn smart at at, at something, I, I think you have a, a certain obligation to to actually contribute. So. Um, and and I, I do see some of the younger people we have in, in the company and, and, and applying to get in. They have such a passion for, 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 for this uh, transformation. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I wouldn't look back. I will just uh, jump and, and, and uh, jo- join, join us, join others and, and in, in this um, 
in this uh, massive challenge we ha we have ahead of us. Right, right. Um, you, of course, you can say um, you need a certain skill set, but but I, I think there's plenty of 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 uh, challenges in here and, and and opportunities. Whether you are a super technical person or or you 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 uh, come in and add value in in other ways uh, to to solving the whole whole thing. I, Ah, it's, it's there's so many things to be be uh, be uh, accomplished here, Lubna. So um, I I, um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything that that should hold people back about this. It's really just uh, joining. I think that's that's very uh, good advice, Henrik, and thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much, Henrik. Uh, you know, for taking time out. I know that you know you are you have a very busy schedule, and you made time for this podcast. You shared so many amazing insights about energy transition, and I'm sure it's going to help a lot of people who are wanting to um, invest in it, who are wanting a career in the field, and otherwise as well, like me, like uh, you know, who want to actually just learn about energy transition and all the things amazing things that you at kbr are doing to make that a possibility so thank you so much for your time it was lovely chatting with you my pleasure Lupna. thanks for inviting me well i said it at the beginning energy transition is one of my favorite things that we get to discuss here on the podcast and listening to your conversation with henrik um, was outstanding it's very very exciting to hear about KBR's role in this uh, drive to net zero in 2050. And I love um, their their new slogan, we deliver net zero. I thought that was fantastic. That's right. We are totally going to about, talk about it and promote it in the months and days and weeks to come. And you will see it in a huge way. But Henrik, uh, as unassuming as he might sound, he is doing some amazing stuff out there. Um, and I also particularly liked, you know, the way he explained the impact of the pandemic on our businesses. Yes, absolutely. It's a very different kind of an approach. And I'm sure a lot of uh, young professionals are going to get more excited about energy transition. As he said, it's all about being passionate uh, other than having the skill set for it. But I, I do believe that uh, there are exciting times ahead for KBR. One thing that really comes across, well, several things come across, but one thing that is a common thread in discussion, this discussion with Henrik and in interviews we've done with Ben Sawford and had the pleasure to listen to, to those is the passion for this issue and for the perpetuation of energy transition um, and, and how it really is an all hands on deck issue right uh, and I really did I really did love his his parting salvo to young professionals which was saying you know that it is there's a certain obligation to contributing to energy transition and that if you're a young engineer or a technician or in another field that that we need all the help we can get to, to solve this massive massive issue that's right that's what I'm sure a lot of people would benefit lesser models like me did for sure <laughs> I was sitting there taking notes and thinking, man, should I go back to school and be, <laughs> be a chemical engineer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that just it's quite inspiring you know, to listen to our leaders and to see how all the amazing stuff that everybody is doing and how we are part of it. Uh, so that's a great feeling. But in case anybody who's listened wants to know more, wants to uh, you know, give us some suggestions, please feel free to write in and we will take that up. 
Absolutely. Uh, that's at inorbit at kbr.com. Young professionals, if you're a young chemical engineer starting a, a budding career and are interested in learning more about the amazing work KBR is doing in energy transition, you can head over to kbr.com, check out the careers page, and see what opportunities are available because we are all over the world and we are looking for the best and brightest talent, and we want you to join our team. That's right, John. And if any of you are what, want to know more about our sustainable technologies, we have a video series called 5 and 10 on our LinkedIn, please access them and learn more. And you can also on the on the website check out our most recent sustainability and corporate responsibility report to, to see just some of the ways in action that we're helping customers with the solutions that we provide and helping our customers fulfill their own sustainability objectives, which is equally as important. That we shall end this episode on a note of you know promoting sustainability, participating in energy transition, and keeping ourselves super safe at all times. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Bye.